Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Life Lays in the Blood. It will be focused on the study of Leviticus chapter 9. Before going any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful lesson of how life came to us through the blood. We thank you for the shed blood on Calvary that has given us eternal life. Speak to us this morning in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Leviticus chapter 9. Chapter 9 And it came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said unto Aaron, Take thee a young calf for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering, without blemish, and offer them before the Lord. And unto the children of Israel thou shalt speak, saying, Take ye a kid of the goats for a sin offering, and a calf and a lamb, both of the first year, without blemish, for a burnt offering, also a bullock, and a ram for peace offerings, to sacrifice before the Lord, and a meat offering mingled with oil, for today the Lord will appear unto you. And they brought that which Moses commanded before the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. And Moses said unto Aaron, Go unto the altar, and offer thy sin offering, and thy burnt offering, and make an atonement for thyself and for the people, and offer the offering of the people, and make an atonement for them, as the Lord commanded. Aaron therefore went unto the altar, and slew the calf of the sin offering which was for himself. And the sons of Aaron brought the blood unto him, and he dipped his finger in the blood, and put it upon the horns of the altar, and poured out the blood at the bottom of the altar. But the fat and the kidneys and the call above the liver of the sin offering he burnt upon the altar, as the Lord commanded Moses. And the flesh and the hide he burnt with fire without the camp. And he slew the burnt offering. And Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood which he sprinkled round about upon the altar. And they presented the burnt offering unto him, with the pieces thereof and the head, and he burnt them upon the altar. And he did wash the inwards and the legs, and burnt them upon the burnt offering on the altar. And he brought the people's offering, and took the goat which was the sin offering for the people, and slew it, and offered it for sin as the first. And he brought the burnt offering, and offered it according to the manner. And he brought the meat offering, and took an handful thereof, and burnt it upon the altar beside the burnt sacrifice of the morning. He slew also the bullock and the ram for a sacrifice of peace offerings, which was for the people. And Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood which he sprinkled upon the altar round about, and the fat of the bullock and of the ram, the rump, and that which covereth the inwards, and the kidneys, and the caul above the liver. And they put the fat upon the breasts, and he burnt the fat upon the altar. And the breasts and the right shoulder Aaron waved for a wave offering before the Lord, as Moses commanded. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people, and blessed them, and came down from offering of the sin offering, and the burnt offering, and peace offering. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation, and came out, and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. 
And there came a fire out from before the Lord, and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Law or Grace? This was preached in 1954 on October the 6th, and we'll begin at paragraph 40 up to paragraph 56. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Back in the time that God sent down the law and was added to show us that these things were sin. But now that law couldn't take away sin. It only magnified sin. See? Because if there's no law says you can't do this, what's well, not? If you commit uh, or break that, that, you can't break it because there's no law to break. But when law becomes in effect, then sin is made manifest. Then they was they'd say, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness, all those things. They did it before, but it couldn't be reckoned as sin because there's no law against it. But then when law came in, it made the man realize he can't steal, he can't lie, and he commit adultery, and all the commandments just magnified, but yet that law didn't take away sin. It only brought a man to know that it was sin. Then when Christ came, Christ came to take away sin. See? Now the only thing that the law did, they know that an innocent substitute had to die for the guilty. That law began back in the Garden of Eden. And then now they'd offer a sheep or bullock or something and kill it, throw the blood out on the altar and so forth because it was a covering or a substitutionary offering, but it could never take away sin because there's not strength enough in an animal's life to atone for a human life. Because greater is a human life than an animal life. Now here we are sitting here tonight. We're probably German, Irish, and so forth. Some colored people, they, no matter if they're black, white, yellow, whatever color they are, from one person came every one of us. That is scientifically proven. That you can go into the darkest of Africa and get the the blackest man that you could find, and if you were sick, he could give you a blood transfusion. Your blood is just exactly like his. Or you could go into China and get the yellowest man there is in China, and he could give you a blood transfusion. See? Or the brownest man there is in India could give you the blood transfusion. God, by one blood, made all nations, all peoples, but there's not an animal in the world that would compare with human blood. See? Animal blood, each one of them is different. But human blood is all the same. Now, if that doesn't take the idea of some of these people have taught and are teaching school here that we uh, evoluted down from animal life, if that be so, then the animal could give the human a blood transfusion. But the blood, the human life lays the same, but the animal life, some of them are like a snake, he's cold-blooded. A fish, he's cold-blooded. But now, a bear, elk, or dog, or horse, they're a different kind. None of them, none of them could transfuse blood one with another because they're all different. 
but the human being is all the same. Then, through the offering of animal blood, only was a, a substitutionary under the law until Jesus came, which wasn't born of any man. No man on this earth was his father. He had a mother, and the mother was a virgin, Virgin Mary, a girl about 18 years old, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, being God the Father himself, and created the very one who spoke the world into existence, just spoke, you know Sunday how we got into it, Amen. when God speaks it, it has to be so. Amen. Know it all to get away from it. God says, let there be, and it has to be. Nothing. The very word itself, and the word was a thought. God, when he, the before, uh, word is an expression of a thought. God thought it in his mind, spoke it into existence. And we have faith in our heart, the faith of God in our heart, and can see it clear, it becomes a faith, and then we speak it, and it comes into existence. Amen. It's the same thing. Because the mind of Christ is in the man. That's what makes healings and so forth. Amen. When you get that perfect revelation, just what you're doing, then you know how to walk. That's Amen. it. Because that's the Christian walk. Now, but the blood of animals didn't take away sin. Then when Jesus came, being God himself manifested in flesh... His blood was not after any other man's blood. Every one of us, every prophet, every great man was human blood. But this man had divine blood. Amen. God himself created the blood cell and the, the person, you come from one blood cell. Amen. If you'd ever look at her glass, I did a few weeks ago, and, and the breeding of animals, so that you, or cattle, and tens of thousands of germs in there. And those germ little blood cells strike and in this in the an ordinary human, but in the this place, God Himself created this blood cell without any act of man at all, and out of there come his own son, Christ Jesus, who God Himself dwelled in, making him Emmanuel on earth. Amen. That's the picture. Amen. Amen. That's what you have to believe to be saved. Amen. And then Jesus freely didn't have to do it, but freely with the love in his heart for his fellow man, died on Calvary and shed that blood with the sins of the world upon him that he took our sins to Calvary on himself. Amen. Now, it isn't what I can do. It isn't whether I'm good or not. It's whether he was good. Amen. I can never be good enough to make it. You can't be good enough to make it. If you ever make it, you'll stand in the merits of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you that now. Because there's nothing else you can do. But God transferred all of our sins upon Him. And He died. And because He died a sinner, the Bible said His soul went to hell. Right? And while He was there, He preached to, the, to those that were in prison that repented not in the long-suffering of days of Noah... But it wasn't possible that he would leave his body see corruption, neither his soul in hell. And on the third day he rose up for our justification. Amen. Showing to us that as our faith is confessed in him, and we've been born anew of the Spirit, that as sure as he come from the grave, we'll rise also in his second coming. Amen. Oh, what a perfect hope. Oh, when you see the religions of the world and their superstition, and then see where our salvation and solid hope based upon a fundamental principle that all demons of hell can't shake it. 
You can see them. They got beauty. The Buddha religion is a beautiful religion. The Hindu religion is a beautiful religion. But brother, they're just as lifeless as life can be. Where does life lay? Life lays in blood. Blood is the life. That's the only man that could bleed the right kind of a blood because he was God's own blood. Amen. And he bled the blood that redeemed you and I. And so our salvation lays in Christ Jesus what he did for us at Calvary. No matter how low we get, how immoral we get, how polluted we get, when we look at Calvary with a true heart and confess our sins on Calvary, that settles it. Amen. That's right. No more than your confession can go from your lips till God's under obligation to answer you. That's right. All I think of that. As you get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty word. Father, sanctify us by your word, for your word is truth. As we go throughout the rest of the day, may you continue to minister to us. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Into his presence 